This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Yu at the Sakasana United Methodist Church, July 12, 2020. The message is, Mountain Can Seem Like Obstacles, based on Genesis 12, 1-9. Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Welcome to our outdoor worship service. Please join me as I pray. Loving God, we come this morning seeking to abide in your presence, asking for your guidance, wisdom, and protection. As we are listening to your words, fill us with the spirit of truth so we live as your people and become more faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A few weeks ago, I received a wonderful gift from one of our church family. It's actually a, a, a thick book entitled The Big Book of Church Jokes. Thanks to Reverend Duarte, the father of John Duarte, now I've got 367-page book filled with so many jokes. So hopefully it's good news for those of you who are missing my jokes. In the book, there was a joke about Sunday school teacher who asked her students to take some time on Sunday afternoon to write a letter to God. Children would bring their letters back the following Sunday. One little boy wrote, Dear God, we had a good time at church today, and I wish you could have been there. A little girl wrote, Dear God, thank you for my baby brother, but I prayed for a puppy. A little boy wrote, Dear God, there isn't school in heaven. Is there? Another little boy wrote, Dear God, my mom told me what you do. Who will do it when you're on vacation? Another girl named Nora wrote, Dear God, I don't ever feel alone since I found out about you. A little boy named Charles wrote, Dear God, I don't think anybody could be a better God. Well, I just wanna want you to know I'm not just saying that because you're God. This cute words from our young disciples made me smile and warm my heart. Yes, because of our God, we do not have to feel alone. Yes, there is no better God, no other God than the God we love and trust. And I'm so grateful to God that we are given this precious opportunity to come together for the first time in 15 weeks. And this morning, and my heart goes to all of you who wanted to be here with us in person, but had to stay home at this time. I know it's been hard. It's been challenging, frustrating. But in the midst of those challenges and frustrations, we come to realize that God has been faithful to us, even when we were not faithful to him. God has been working among us, through us, even when we 
were not able to sense God's presence and movement in our lives. God has given us the hearts and the opportunities to serve this church and our community around. There were times when we felt like things were totally stuck. But God still has been on the move. Amen? Friends, we are here together this morning because of our God, whose faithfulness as high as the sky. We come together as a church today because of our God, whose love is deeper than the deepest ocean. We are who we are as an individual and as a church because of our God, whose goodness is higher than the highest mountains. During this pandemic, we've learned to trust God like never before. And our God wants us to stretch our faith and live with mountain-moving faith, a faith that is living and growing like a mustard seed. Again, the question is, what would mountain-moving faith look like in the midst of these ongoing challenges? What does it really mean for us to have such faith today? What is the fine line between the blind, misguided faith and mountain-moving faith? What kind of stunning thing is God preparing for us as we act and live with mountain-moving faith? These are the questions that we are going to explore in this sermon series, Mount Move Mountains. And last week I preached that the move Mountain-moving faith is the faith that trusts that God is on the move, which is a biblical truth repeated throughout the scriptures from Genesis to the Revelations. This morning we continue this important conversation about the nature of mountain-moving faith. Such a time as this, as we engage in the story of Abraham, it took a long journey to the promised land. In Genesis, chap Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God told Abraham, Leave your country, your family, your father's house for the land that I will show you. God called Abraham to leave his geographic place and with it, everything that was familiar, everything that was comfortable. I know we're getting used to it, but as we come back for in-person worship service, understand how inconvenient, how uncomfortable it is for us to sit outside while keeping six-bit social distance from others, wearing a mask. We've never done this before, probably in our entire lifetime. No one has ever imagined doing these things as a church. It is always hard to leave things that are familiar to us. It's never easy to keep up on things that are comfortable to us. So I want to commend you all for choosing to be here despite all the challenges. In the story, it seems Abraham follows God's call with no hesitation. 
But we don't know how many hours, how many days it might have taken for Abraham actually say yes to God's call and to leave things behind to follow God's plan. I want to invite you to put yourself in the place of Abraham for a moment. You've just heard God's call to leave. What do you think would be the first obstacle to follow God's plan? The obstacle the mountain Abraham had to face might have been the fear of leaving what is familiar, the fear of the unknown. As you leave your family, your old friends, your community, you leave a place of safety. You leave a place of belonging. You leave a place of comfort. It means you are being unrooted from everything that you have built over 75 years. There's another layer of, un of the unknown. God didn't tell Abraham where he would go. However, in verse, verse 4, we read a powerful statement, such a powerful statement. So Abraham left just as God said. Abraham left just as God said. What's amazing about this story is that Abraham left without a set destination. Some people might interpret this as a blind, reckless faith. But I believe what Abraham shows here is mountain-moving faith. You know, blind faith is trusting in something without any solid reason, without any solid foundation. But mountain-moving faith is the faith that sees beyond the mountain through the lens of the promise of God's word. We can never see clearly without this special lens that allow us to see beyond the mountains, beyond the obstacles, and to walk by faith. This is mountain-moving faith, which is formed and shaped through the power of God's word. When Abraham leaves his home, the word of God continues to shape him and form him along the way. God appears to Abraham and says, I will give this land to your children. God shows Abraham his vision for his life and for his descendant more clearly as he moves forward. Friends, sometimes God will call us to something without showing us where it will lead. The fear of the unknown we experience in that process may feel like facing a huge mountain. You may have to journey from yester yesterday's clarity to into a future of profound ignorance, ambiguity, just like Abraham. As I reflect on this familiar story this week, again, I realize that we are like Abraham, who journey from the known to the unknown, from everything that was familiar to all things strange. It's not that we're moving to a new location. 
for leaving for a foreign country. But Abraham's journey is quite similar to us. Like Abraham's, our journey is the journey into the unknown. Especially as we live in this age of growing social, economic uncertainty and instability. You know, it's hard to plan things in our lives. Even though Abraham and Sarah left home to follow God's call, sometimes they were, of course, heading in the wrong directions. Sometimes they encountered problems, obstacles that seemed like insurmountable mountains. In fact, the land God promised to give their children is not a deserted land. It is already occupied the Canaanites. So the obstacles, the second third, fourth mountain Abraham had to face might have been the sense of powerlessness or discouragement. Let's say you started hiking on trails in a strange land. And all of a sudden, you, a huge mountain comes right up against you, stops you in your tracks. As you stand face to face with the immensity of the mountain, how would you feel? When you face a mountain, there are several options. You can climb it, cross to the other side. You can go around it. You can dig under it. You can turn around and go back the way you came. You can ignore it and pretend it's not there. Or you can just stay on the mountain and stop going further. In our life journey, we may face a similar situation. The problem is, though, that in reality, you may not have that many options available. In most cases, turning around, going back to the way you came is not an option. You cannot just give up on your journey and stop there. Because you have life, you have family, you have a vision, you have vocation. According to the map, you got to keep going, but you don't see any way around it. You feel like you can't climb it and cross to the other side. We know how frustrating it is to feel blocked in life, to see where you need to be but not to be there. It is certainly frustrating. And I believe we all have been there. And this is why Jesus calls us to live with mountain-moving faith. Mountain-moving faith is the faith that sees beyond the mountains through the lens of the promise of God's word. Once upon a time, there was an old man. He was almost 90 years old. And in front of the entrance to his home was, was two big mountains. It was very inconvenient for his family and his neighbors to come and go. One day he started to move a small mount of dirt in front of his house. And he kept doing it each day. The people asked, what are you doing? Why are you moving the dirt from the two mountains that are in front of your house? 
The old man answered, I want to move the two mountains so the villagers can have direct path to town instead of hiking over the mountain to get to the village. However, a wise man in a small village heard about this endeavor and came to him and said, Do you see how tall those mountains are? How can you guys move such a large mountains? You are at your 90s. You're trying to move the mountains, create a path to town. That's a craziest idea. That is impossible. The old man said, this job will continue even after I'm gone. My children can keep working on it. Their children can keep working on it. And their children and children's children will join too. This will keep going and the mountains will be moved and we will have direct path to town. The wise man had no more objections. And the rest is a legend. I heard this Chinese tale when I was young. And this story is entitled, The Mr. Fool Moves the Mountain. But in this story, think about it. Who is the wise man? Who is the wise? In this story, the old man seeks to move two mountains. Different people give different meanings to what these two mountains was, would mean. Based on today's biblical story, these two mountains may be the fear of the unknown and the sense of discouragement, powerlessness that we may be facing along the way. As we face these two mountains along the way, God calls us to be faithful, not to be perfect. Because we are far from being perfect. We know that. God wants us to be faithful each day. Through this story, God reminds us that the goal is not to get where we are going as fast as we can. What we are called to do in this journey into the unknown is to trust God and his promise at each stage of the journey, taking one step at a time. question for us this morning is whether we are seeking to listen to God's voice along the way, keeping connected to God each day. In the story of Abraham, the promise of God's word lead him to face the fear of the unknown. And the power of God's word enable him to face the, the, the invisible mountain before him. To face the second, third, fourth, and fifth mountain along the way. Yes, it is the story of God's call upon Abraham but it's also the story of God's call upon us, my friends. You know, there's no universal definition of a mountain. In Northern Europe, the highest peak is really just a small hill. You could even park your car on the top. We know we all have our own mountains, whether it's big or small. We all have our own mountains that seem like obstacles. 
No matter how big, high your mountain is, mountains, mountain-moving faith empowers you to go forth even when God doesn't show you exactly where the path will lead. Again, this doesn't mean your act of faith is blind because your act of faith is still grounded in the very promise of God's word. So friends, as you go forth, move your mountains, whatever that is. May God will give you the power to move mountains each day taking one step at a time, trusting the promise of God's word. Amen?